This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Dial a Dilemma with me, Jules Von Hepp. This is the Agony Amp podcast that's all about you, literally. Each week, I'm joined by an amazing guest unpacking your dilemmas, offering some form of advice. A total disclaimer, this is very much not professional advice. Sure, I've lived a fruitful, eventful, and slightly sideways life. While some of my guests might be qualified life coaches or therapists, darling, I am not. And the advice given here may or may not help you on your journey, but might steer you in a direction you potentially won't have thought of. Today's guest on Dial a Dilemma. I mean, I have been so excited for you to come on and I know that the freaks will be too. Welcome, Caroline Hirons. Thank you for having me. Why do you look nervous? Why do you look nervous to be on the sofa? Say my surname wrong because no one says it right, but obviously you do because you know me. Caroline Hirons. Madame Caroline Hirons. You only (laughs) get away with that if I'm actually in Paris. Sure, which you're not right now. Which I'm not now. I'm in Essex. I could do it in a Leeds accent. (laughs) Irons. 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 (laughs) Um, What is your current relationship status? Married. And how long have you been married for? 84 years. So would you say that you're pretty equipped to give relationship advice? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> God, you might need to give me some. Where on the confidence barometer would you put yourself? 10 being Lady Gaga opening Wembley. For what? Relationship advice? Just for anything in life. 10. Love. Actually, adore. the last week or so, like cruising a 15 easy. Okay, we haven't had a 15 yet on the show, yeah. so thank you so much. I was trying to underplay it. I actually feel like a 50, but it's okay. Yeah, okay. Because Scorpio season was apparently not for me, so Ava tells me, but I'm a Sag rising and it's Sag season, so I'm like firing on all cylinders, apparently. And last week I started firing on all cylinders. I knew exactly what she meant, so there you go. She did actually arrive at the studio <laughs> through a manhole, which did take <laughs> me by surprise. So. With my hair and colours. <laughs> Growing up, um, who was your dream date? Who was your poster on the wall? Uh, well, Simon Le Bon. Have you ever met Simon Le Bon? Yes. And what did you do? <laughs> did you? Yeah. And then I met his daughter at a Space and K event a few weeks ago. And she went, oh my God, Caroline Hines, I'm such a fan. I went, we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> About how much I fancy your dad, yeah. But cool. I don't fancy him. I was like 11, 12 when I went to see the Michael Hutchins I fancied. Yeah. Michael Hutchins from In Excess was my like sexual awakening of, oh, he's fit as. I didn't look at Simon Bond and say he's fit as. I was like, oh, it's Simon. 
It's a difference. I, it's funny that you say sexual awakening because you've just given me a flashback to a time when I worked in Laura Ashley and there was a gay guy in a purple turtleneck and that was my sexual awakening. <laughs> I was selling him cushions and he was flirting with me and I was like... I'm aroused by this floral display in your purple <laughs> turtleneck. And I didn't know that that was going to happen and to me. And cushions. Yeah, there we go. Um, in your friendship group, which Sex and the City character would you be? Miranda. Solid shout. She's a great one. Miranda. Um, you've been married for 84 years. Um, so I'm not going to ask you if you have any dating horror stories. 34 years. Yeah, no, I said 84 I before. did say 84. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm keeping on years top. on. <laughs> um, do you have any horror stories in your marriage while you've been on a date? Where we've been on a date? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got... Well, it's not, not like anything funny or sexual. It's just one of those cringe things where we went to a John Mayer after-party drink and got ejected because we took someone with us who was in the VIP beer. I didn't think anything of it. And it was just one of those really cringe things where we didn't have to go, but they threw the bloke out and they were like, you can stay because you're with so-and-so. But you know, afterwards you're like, how, how weird Did you was stay? That? We stayed for like, yes. we finished our beer and then we left. <laughs> oh, right. Because I felt so like, oh, you're a wanker. And it comes from the top. And you're obviously a wanker looking at John Mayer, who now I can't listen to his music. I thought you were going to say that every time the door opened in the VIP area, there was your friend on the other side just waiting. But he wasn't my shut. friend. He was oh. in the like the box of friends and family. He was so in you the could box. have ditched them, yeah. but you chose not to. He was in the box. And then they said, oh, the after party is at the Rosewood. I've got PTSD every time I go past the Rosewood now. And we still go, like Jim will put it on because he's a brilliant guitar player. Mm. So Jim will put it on and I'm like, oh, turn it off, wanker. See, this is a dilemma in itself. You've lived through a dilemma. Yeah. This is why I think you're going to be absolutely amazing on this podcast. I mean, there's pretty much, less, I think the only dilemmas I haven't really done are like loads of different sexual dilemmas with loads of different people. Okay, perfect. Well, luckily for you, I have. So fantastic. I think as a duo, we're going to be fantastic. great. Fantastic. What kind of problems do you think you're going to be good at solving? Um... I actually don't. I don't even know what kind of problems you're going to hit me with. It's perfect. I'm, I'm the, but I'm the person people call and they have a problem. Okay. <laughs> Unless they're the person who's caused my problem, in which case they run, they don't call me. Oh yeah, no, I would not even fucking dare. <laughs> I'd be in the manhole. Especially in sad season. <laughs> Especially in sad season. Just like no fucking way. Okay, I'm ready for a dilemma. Are you? Yes. Ish. Yes. 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 Bring it on. This is too. Mm. And it's pink. Hey Jules, I've got such a good dilemma for you. I was talking to a friend about this over the weekend and I was absolutely clueless. I didn't really know what to suggest. So your help would be so appreciated. Basically, my friend has been in a long-term relationship for about four to five years and their relationship has just grown a bit stale. They don't really talk to each other that much anymore. They're always out working and missing each other. There's no intimacy. There's no real connection there, she feels anymore. And they've tried different things to try and reconnect and spice it up but nothing's really happening and she's now found a crush it's a gym crush which is even harder and she's wondering does she just call it quits and chase this new gym crush and try and see if that helps with anything or should she just continue sticking it out in the old relationship and just try and push through and make things better that way well, well, well. Well, well, well. The mind is racing. Hirons, hit me with it. Bin off the first one and then see what happens with the second one. <laughs> <laughs> 
dear listener, it was just delivered to me with just no expression at all. There was nothing there. There's no options to take. Whereas I was like, okay, sounds like you're married. Well, with caveats, she said partner, she didn't say married. No, she didn't say children. She didn't say how old they were. Yeah. But I'm guessing, she doesn't sound like she's in her 80s, this girl. So I'm guessing she's in her 20s or 30s. She might be. She might gargle. She might do. Uh, She she sounds young. So if I'm assuming her friend, I'm going to make some assumptions that her friend is youngish. If you're young, why be in a relationship where it's stale already? If it's already stale, where do you go forward? You don't. If it's stale in the bread bin, it goes in the bin. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. I will say with Jim Crush, though, having been down the Jim Crush alleyway, literally, um, it never really ends well because it's always based on such physical fantasies. Yeah. So um, don't go there first. But if there's a problem and your eye is already window do not shopping, go. Don't, don't go there first. Don't, don't be go there that first. person. Deal with the problem. And then you might be aware of other opportunities. Yeah, you could get sex But if you're married anywhere. and you've got kids, get out the gym. Got your ass home and work on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The grass is not always green, it's green where you water it. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's you again. No, but um, I don't think they're married. That doesn't, you're right. I don't think they were married there. Yeah. If you're not married and you've got kids, why? Why? Uh, Yeah, sure. Why? God, I don't, I don't don't get it. Why? Jim and I, and that threw me a minute because when you said, Jim, I was like, my husband's called Jim. And I was like, wait, what's happening? But. <laughs> have been with Jim down an alley. Yeah, you have. <laughs> we all have. Uh, but there have definitely been times where we would have struggled to stay together if we didn't have the kids. Mm. For sure. Mm. And a marriage is work. And that is, but. It is work. I mean, I feel like I've been Can in I this. just si- clarify that for the internet? Yeah. There were no affairs. It's just the average bickering where you're a wanker, you're an arsehole, that kind of thing. Standard. Standard. And also arguing in a marriage is healthy and we're always conditioned that it's not healthy. It is healthy. And screaming, Dutch and I have some belters, like real Oscar winning performance. I bet he's a belter. He's really good at arguing and I've found that he often just gets louder. Um, I don't get louder, I get more yeah, I try to manipulate the situation right, and be this good. like nasty it's little bit. You're aware of it. Yeah, no. See, we're past that now. We don't even. We just don't argue. I, there was a sterling performance from me once. <laughs> we were in the car, and I, I just was right. We, we just went for it, and I just got out the car, car, shut the door, and then I was like, "Fuck! I don't know where I am." And Dutch just drove off he quite drove rightly. Off. Like he, I deserve to be left there. For quite some time. We once had a, such a round the supermarket that he kicked either me or the trolley. I think the trolley, because if he'd kicked me, we would have had a full on fist fight. I think he kicked the trolley and stormed off. And we both stormed off and just left the trolley there. Mm. And actually, because sometimes you do see tr- abandoned trolleys in yeah. supermarkets. So that's why. <laughs> yeah. I don't want the lamb! <laughs> <laughs> and it's got nothing to do with the lamb, oh, deep okay. down. Deep down. But yeah, I wouldn't, don't be dallying if you haven't sorted out the dilly, you know? Okay, perfect. And I think we'll leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, the excitement is real. Four, three, two, seven. Yeah. Hi, Jules. So, I know you're the most amazing advocate for body positivity. And sometimes I find myself dressing down when I want to dress up to go out. I love glam. I love wearing fabulous clothes. But now that I'm a mother, now that I'm around 40, I'm finding myself going, oh, is that appropriate? Oh, I don't know if I should wear that. And I can hear my own sort of mother and grandmother's 
voice in my head telling me to dress appropriately. When part of me thinks, do you know what, life's too blooming short, wear the sequin miniskirt. I'd love to get some advice and how I can just kind of get over those voices. Well, well, well. I will say, well, well. I will say, chaps might be a bit too much for the school run. <laughs> just to drop that there, <laughs> and a thigh high pleather could be a, potentially a bit too much if you're seeing grandparents. But other than that, I'm such a wear your wardrobe. Fuck it, just go for it. Oh my god, seriously, who gives a shit what other people think? Wear I, whatever you want to wear. One of the pieces of advice, actually, that I tell myself a lot was you once said it when I was on a panel with you. And you said, unless you're going to be around my deathbed when I die, Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck about your opinion. opinion And I was like, I am going to live my life like this. (laughs) I am just going to stop caring about what people think because what's the point? And having said that, even the people around my deathbed wouldn't care what I wore. No. No. Wear what you want. Having a mum has nothing to do with it. I've got four kids. Wear what you want. And have you always been like this? Or do you think, yes. Yeah. But then I've never been big on, I've always been like really tall and bigger size. So I've never worn skimpy. I've never got my legs out because I've got legs like tree trunks. I mean, they're solid. You wouldn't want to be around them when I'm kicking. But, you know, they're not really something you put in a mini skirt, you know? They're great in the gym, not so great on a disco floor in a short skirt for me. But, you know, if I went out in a mini skirt, Jim wouldn't say, what are you wearing that for? You'd be like, go on, love, get your legs out. Go on, love, get your legs out. Yes. And I just, I think as well, like, like if if the clothes don't feel right, don't wear them. If something's not feeling right, if something's not making you feel absolutely mm-hmm. amazing, elated, positive, like the best version of yourself, don't fucking don't wear, wear it. it. But don't dress in a way that you think your mum might approve. If my mum says to me is it fancy dress? I'm like, perfect. I've got a banging outfit on. Obviously, if you think I'm going out and dressed in something like wrong, that for me like spurs me on to do more. And she does it now to wind me up. But like, absolutely go live your best life. Just don't hold back. Wear what you want. And also, I think maybe set a, set something as your phone wallpaper, like you're a bad bitch and just always check in and go back or to that. Or a picture of, everyone has that one picture of like your most perfect outfit. Like mine would be like Jenna Lyons when she's going to that wedding in the Caribbean and she's got a white like feathered skirt on and a leather jacket just over her shoulders and she looks like a goddess, you know. Now, I wouldn't wear that to the school run because I'm not going to waste it, Mm. you know, but Mm. I would wear it to an event. But absolutely. And don't save anything for best. No. Don't save anything for best. best. Light the fucking candle. Wear it. Light it. Eat it. Use the plate. Use the dress. Use the shoes. Use the handbag. Because can we take it with us? No. no. Speaking of perfect outfit, my brain instantly went to Liberace co- like cape that comes <laughs> up in points, and I was like, maybe I need just maybe I need a cape. I think that's. I might source you a cape. I think you can source me a cape. What if anyone wants like? to make me a cape, I'd actually like reversible. I'd like two capes in one. Okay, great. Um, pocket zipped, maybe something. Right, you've gone too far now. It's just a simple offer, Jules. Well, somebody out there might be able to make me a cape, <laughs> and I'm interested to see what comes forward. Thank you very much. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day 
at sax.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This podcast is not just about dilemmas, babes. Oh no, it's about stories. And there is nothing more I love than sitting and unpacking a good dating story. I want to know if you've been given the ick. I want to know if something's just made you go, oh my God, this happened and I need to talk about it. This is the place to do it. Okay, what have we got? So basically, I was on Hinge for a while and I matched with this guy and and he was this super attractive kind of cool Spanish guy and he we were chatting for a while and so I remember I bought this realization dress and I was so excited about it and it was super expensive and spent so much time doing my hair and makeup it was an after work date but I think I left work early and we were meeting in Greenwich and so I met him outside one of the universities in Greenwich because he was like attending a seminar there and he was going to meet me after work and he came out and he had stolen a bottle of Prosecco from the drinks and we kind of immediately hit it off and we went into Greenwich Park and we drank the bottle of Prosecco and got another bottle and we were giggling the entire time and then we went to a couple of pubs and immediately started making out and it was getting pretty hot and heavy and then by this time I was fucking hammered and we went to the Cuddy Sark and it was probably like 10 30 or 11 and we tried to go down to the Thames and there's a little staircase on the edge of the water and uh the stairs the tide um the tide was down, so you could actually, like, take the stairs all the way down. And there was algae all over the stairs. And I f- slipped and fell and nearly fell all the way down into the river. But he caught me. And I was covered in, like, algae and mud in my brand-new realization dress. Like, my face was covered. I completely, my hair had mud in it but like sea gunk like there was seaweed um and he pulled me up and dragged me out back to a bench near the Cuddy Sark and we were sat there and he said something in a thick Spanish accent like oh you're so beautiful even in mud and we started making out again and this wasn't too late so there's still quite a few people around and I remember I just was so happy and excited. I just, like, pulled the dick out of the top of his trousers and just sucked the tip of his dick on the bench. Um, 
but was trying to like secretly do it while there was still loads of people around. It was dark, but the moon was out, so you could definitely see what was going on. And somebody walked by, and I just remember pre- pretending to like lay my head on his lap, even though his like half flaccid dick was out of his shorts. <laughs> And then I remember I just stopped and I was like, well, I've got to go now. And I just called an Uber and he was like, when will I see you again? And I just was whisked away in this taxi. Um, And I didn't even check to see if his wheelie was still out of his shorts. Um, But yeah, we did see each other for a while after that, but it never got as steamy as the dicks sucking outside the cutty sark. And that was the last time that the Spanish ambassador was seen, I think. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot to process. It's a lot to process. What's a realisation dress? I think realisation is the brand. Oh. I was like, is this some kind of like self-aware dress? I don't know what we're (laughs) dealing with here. I'm not down with the kids. I don't know. No, I do say I think. It might be. Today I've realised I'm hot and this is my realisation dress. The the bit that really is just like clenching my lungs for me is the bit where she slipped on the steps covered in mud. Her face, when she said her face was covered in mud and he just pulled her up the stairs. Pulled her up the stairs. Pulled her up the stairs like an old washed bit of Thames what, debris. What I, what I can't relate to, should we say. <laughs> There's many, many, many things. But where I'm struggling to see where I would react in quite the same way, no judgment, is if I'm covered in algae and seaweed and things from the Thames, which is the dirtiest river on earth. No, sure. Uh, I don't really think, oh, I really fancy a blowjob. Yeah, no. <laughs> also, the fact that she said the moon was out and people were walking past and she was just kind of like around his crotch area. Oh, That's giving like concussion she vibes. She must like a she-wolf with algae and like... If the moon's out and like people, people must have been like, it's a full moon. Like that's quite horrific. I, I, I don't. I, I'm quite. I can't relate. I also like the fact, and it is a finer detail that she said as she turned back, she couldn't see the tip of his penis oh, any God. longer. Which I think we just need to pause for the full moon. Her face is covered in mud. She has been dragged out of the Thames and she turned back to give him a final look of her. I, I just, <laughs> oh my God. There's many, many things. I mean, also, if uh, why was it flaccid? Mm. If she's doing Prosecco, the business, I would go with. Fair. Okay, absolutely and, fair. And, and also, potentially is it, mud mask. Is it also <laughs> a turn off, perhaps? And he was just being a nice man. <laughs> when will I see you again? <laughs> and they also did see each other for a little bit after, but she was never changed. She... Probably down the clinic. Yeah, she never. <laughs> she never got that rematch of the Cutty Sark moment. The Cutty well, Sark for I'm anyone never listening. Be able to see that ship again. Li- well, listening overseas, the Cutty Sark is a ship museum, I want to say, uh, where you can frequent. There's a beaten kind of big, big popular ship. with school trips, I would imagine. Could you um, imagine? Yeah, imagine. And you know, if you are listening to this and you think you've got something that can contend with this, I'd be interested in hearing this on Dial a Dilemma. So do feel free to voice note in because it is a safe space. There's no judgment. A little, um, bit, a little bit. Um but we <laughs> we love to hear it. We but you really know what do. What else there is? 
around because the Cutty Sark is guaranteed a grade one listed monument. There's a lot of security cameras. <laughs> Somewhere there's a security camera being watched by a fat bloke called Brian eating a donut going, oh, this is a bit of action. Can I also tell you when we're on the security cameras, as a husband who works in hotels, on Monday mornings, hotel staff watch security cameras back and will have a really good laugh at people falling in, people getting it. I was like... Oh my God! You had some stories to tell. I no, because I got I I definitely staggered in like a slalom skater into hotel lobbies before. Um, but I have not fallen down a ship's stairs at the Cutty Sark, followed by Valacio. No, well, half Valacio, and then and then. Ballet. But also, why did she get bored? Suddenly she was off. Did she sober up suddenly? Because the algae was like too much with the penis. Like Samantha and... says in Sex and the City, they don't call it a blowjob for no reason. It's work. <laughs> <laughs> and you've only, you've only got half to deal with. You're going to abort mission. Yeah, I wouldn't have started that mission. <laughs> I reckon I would have. I'd have feigned injury. You would absolutely I would have. have done it. I would have feigned injury and got straight into an Uber when he pulled me out looking like Drizilla from I'm... Little Mermaid or whatever it is. There was so much about listening to that where I was like, why am I relating to part of this story? Why can I be like, I, know I why can you're see... relating to part of <laughs> I can see how things like this can happen and escalate. Um, <laughs> but proud of you for sending that in. Are you being sad? Yeah, hello. Hi, Jules. My current dating dilemma is this. I'm in my 30s. I've got an incredibly rich social family and work life. I live on my own. I'm excelling in so many aspects of my life. However, I would love to be in a relationship or even going on dates, but I have no experience. I've only been on one or two bad dates in my life. I've not kissed or even held a man's hand. And most of my friends are married now. I grew up friend-zoning myself. I'm one of the guys. I'm the funny fat friend. And now I'm starting to fear that other people view me the same now. Yes, I'm on all the apps. And yes, I'm trying hard, I think. But I live in a teeny tiny little place where options are very limited. What do I do? Do I use the travel feature on Bumble? Do I use a paid dating app? Do I just accept my fate? And if a person does come along, how do I share this information with them without now them seeing me like an inexperienced child or that I must have red flags? <sighs> Brain dump. Love ya. Mm. I mean, part of me is like, I think we should get Cutty Sark Girl back on. And maybe we can do a bit of friend introduction because I think they could help each other out. Um, but I really feel for you. I really feel for, for this dilemma because um, it must be so difficult when you're not living in a big city mm. where there's loads of people. And I think it's probably more common than you think to reach a certain age and have not had all the experience that you think you should have had although let's just remind ourselves that there's no bar there's no Richter scale there's no measurement it's your life you make the rules um I mean I first advice would be let's try and change up the social circle a bit if you are not meeting people in your local area you're giving village vibes which I'm totally Mm -hmm. here for Mm -hmm. village um Maybe you could join a club or something in a nearby town or a nearby city where you could kind of meet other people. There's lots of variables. Do they drive? 
Can they drive somewhere? What's this travel thing with Bumble? I don't know anything well, about I that. Well, I think... I, neither do I, but I'm guessing, and I'm sure I'll, this will get chimed in a lot, mm. um, that you can change your location or you can say, I live here, but I'm willing to travel. Oh, we'll travel for a tea. We'll travel to the Cutty-Sark for a Prosecco. Oh, God. I bet that poor Spanish man's on there. I'm going to be thinking about him. Um, I think don't, don't also put yourself up against peer pressure. And also, at the end of that, you... There was a bit of imposter syndrome chat as well, which let's scrap that. You don't need that. Um, there's don't no... pay for anything. No, there's I've no the rule page, book. Don't pay for anything. I think when you're not looking for it, it's probably when you can find it. But I will say what I say to a lot of my friends. Um, you're never going to meet someone just sat on your sofa. Even if you match on a dating app, you have to go out. I met my husband randomly in a bar and I was also very open to the possibility of meeting somebody mm. I didn't stand there and go is he going to come over are we going to talk what's going to happen and did also, you just jump on him I mean you've seen him like I I wanted to but I actually went over and I'd never ever ever in my life been over to anyone really to hit on them um but I was like I have to see that person again um but I think a lot of the time people aren't open to having a conversation with a stranger. Yeah. They think, oh, no, I don't want to have that. I don't want to be in that situation. Something's going to go it wrong. It could be intimidating, especially if you're yeah. a lone female. It yeah. can be intimidating. But it doesn't have to be at night. It can be in an office environment, in a coffee shop mm. environment. It can be with someone like you see or fancy. Like You just have to be open to letting new things come into your life. And not be worried about going to places alone. Yeah. Going out for dinner alone, going out for your lunch alone and sitting at a table alone. You know, you might get approached by a weirdo. You might get approached by the love of your life. Exactly. And you the might, love of your you life might, might be a weirdo. Love your life. The love of your life might work and run down by the cut your sock. But you, you, might, you might see someone and think, oh, wow. And then at least you've had the oh, wow moment and you can act on it in a way that you feel is appropriate. But I certainly wouldn't worry about not being experienced. The right person is not going to care. Yeah, 100%. 100% second that. And they also might not have the experience that exactly. you think they're going to have. Exactly. They also might be in a very similar boat to you. So that worry needs to go on the back burner. Don't, worry about Don't that. stress about it. It does not matter. Because um, your experience is all relative anyway. So, I mean, I feel like we've really unpacked some key uh, take homes here, Caroline. One of them would be. Avoid alcohol in the Thames. Avoid alcohol near the Thames, yeah. yes, in particular. And do be aware of CCTV television. Yeah, and the moon. And the moon, yes, of course. And mo how can we forget and the, the lunar goddess? Basically yeah. be aware of that whole situation, but... Yeah. Would I really hope I meet that person. I, I, they're they're going to live rent-free in my head. Not Spaniard. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably still sitting there. Head liquor. Come back. Um, I think wear whatever you want to wear on the school run. Be yep. the person you want to be. Don't let anything hold you back. Yep. And do replay the advice that I relayed from Caroline of who's Are they going to be at my deathbed? Exactly. I think it's a great go-to. Um, don't shag the guy in the gym. Or the woman. Or the woman if you're in a relationship. Let's sort that out first. Always sort out A, I think before you even think about B. And if you're thinking about B too often, you really do need to sort out A. Also, going back to that, be 
can just be a fantasy yeah. and fantasies don't necessarily equal happiness they can just be a fantasy in your head a and it doesn't need to go further than always that. greener yeah i see it in friends and stuff and i'm like really but you seem to have it all and you know i think people are afraid of sometimes they're afraid of domesticity they think oh, i'm settled down i'm boring and i'm old and that's actually when it becomes comfortable is not bad Comfortable's yeah. amazing you know, Jim and I can be in separate rooms all weekend, but the grandkids will be around and we're just chilled. And it's like, you want a brew? Yeah, lovely, you want a brew? It's just we've got our own space. It's amazing. I feel like this has honestly been a therapy session for me, maybe for you, but definitely for me. Kind of reliving trauma, actually. Um, oh, but God. thank you so much thank for coming for on me. Dial a Dilemma. I thought I was very helpful. I don't think this podcast is about help, necessarily. To be fair, and to clarify, I don't see myself as a psychologist or a psychiatrist. It's just, you know, I would like to impart some helpful advice. Maybe a bit too judgmental with Cutty Sark Lady. I'm sure she had a ball. Babes, keep your questions and stories coming in. You know you can find the number to dial a dilemma in the episode description. Hit me up on WhatsApp send me the voice note. Remember to hit follow and subscribe so you don't miss an app. Rate the podcast on your subscription app. It really does help, babe. And who knows, you might be in the show next week. Don't forget, babes, you have absolutely got this. And in the words of Kylie Minogue, I believe in you. And remember, babes, keep it classy, a little bit trashy, and always sassy. Until next time, bye! Bye!